KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Matt Leon. So the New York Stock Exchange is set to partially reopen the trading floor next week, Tuesday to be exact. Of course, the trading floor has been closed for a couple of months as a result of the pandemic. Now, as the stock exchange opens its doors again, it says it has put in place protocols for brokers to follow. And one of them really stood out to us, and that was that they are banning people from taking public transportation to get to the exchange. Raised a lot of questions, mainly... Can they do that? Is that legal? Could we see other places try to put this in place? How is it going to be enforced? Awful lot of questions. To get some answers, we reached out to Ann Giuliano. She is a law professor at Villanova University's Charles Widger School of Law. She was gracious enough to take some time and answer our questions. Give a listen. So the the New York Stock Exchange is set to reopen the floor uh, next week. A lot of restrictions in place. It's not obviously for everyone. But one of the restrictions that caught our eye, people coming to work on the floor, they're they're making people abstain from taking public transit. I get it from a public health standpoint, and but is that legal? Is that are they allowed to do that? So one way to look at this. Um, is instead of saying, are they allowed to do that, is to say, is there anything preventing them from doing that? So to sort of flip the lens. So the first thing that's important to know is that when we talk, they're talking about anybody coming in. So they're not just saying the brokers, I assume they're talking about their own employees. So as an employer, they there's you have to look to see if there's any law in particular that says they can't put that restriction on their employees. That's one part. But the other part is if we're talking about the brokers, right? All not, And I know the amount they're letting in is a much lower number. But if we're looking at the brokers, think about it as any building that's inviting in another business. So any office building that's leasing out space, can they say, listen, if you're coming into the office building, you can't, um, you can't have taken public transportation, Maybe they could say you can't have traveled, you know, a couple months ago. Hey, if you've been to certain parts of China in the last month, we don't want to allow you in until you've gone off and quarantined for 14 days. I don't know that it's that different from the grocery store saying you got to have a mask on to come into our space. So as far as I know, the stock exchange is not a governmental agency. So not restrictions on a private place deciding who they can let in other than, of course, you can't discriminate, right, on certain grounds. You couldn't say, hey, certain people of a certain race can't come in, um, a certain religion. So if we look at it as what's keeping them from doing this, there's really not anything keeping them from doing this. Now, if they're a government agency, there's other issues. But the stock exchange, you know, they can say, you can't take public transportation. Now, how they're enforcing that, I truly have no idea. And again, what counts as public transportation? Clearly in New York, they're talking about the subway. I assume they're talking about buses. Are we talking, you know, Metro North bringing people in from from Connecticut? 
Are we talking about cabs? Are we talking about Uber? You know, what counts as public transportation? There's a classic uh, law school hypo where it says no vehicles in the park and then you debate what counts as a vehicle. So it's the same kind of thing. Like what is public transportation? And you talk about you can't discriminate. It would seem to me, and in this situation, I mean, we're talking about brokers. And I think the assumption is these are people, if they're not well-to-do, they are in a pretty good financial place. But if you're, you start kind of moving the arrow around to other types of employment and you say, if somebody sees that the stock, they're deciding you can't take public transportation, somebody else takes it. All of a sudden, if you start at a business where people are making $10, $11 an hour, and you say you can't take public transportation, would that fall into the discrimination? You're kind of, it's, you're discriminating on, on means? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you would have to, there would have to be a law that says you can't discriminate on the basis of, sometimes we call it wealth, uh, maybe we call it income level. And honestly, most laws don't have that as a category that we protect. There is something that's called disparate impact. So if you're doing something that seems neutral, right? Like don't take public transportation, but you're saying right away, like, hey, wait a minute, that has an effect on certain groups of people. So even if it seems neutral, but it's having a greater effect on a certain group of people, that might be a violation of the law, but the group of people that it has an effect on still has to be a group of people covered by by a statute. And again, usually we don't protect on the basis of wealth. Now, some states might, some states might have laws, certain, uh, you know, New York City might have a law that says you can't discriminate on the basis of, of income, but most federal laws do not. Do you expect to see more of this in these times? Maybe not forever, but let's say through the end of the calendar year as we open up a little more and people are trying to take these extraordinary steps to protect their business, but also the public health. Could we see more places try to implement this? And could it be more than just a strong suggestion? I I think employers might start. So I'm just going to talk about it from an employment perspective. I think employers might start doing this. And I've seen some stories of before all of the real shutdowns hit, employers telling employees they had to cancel personal trips. So employers, you know, business is canceled, right? Non-essential travel. And then they canceled all travel. But you were going to go down to Disney with the family and the employer said, you can't do that. You can't travel and then come back to work. And there's, unless you work in a workplace with certain protections like a union or maybe civil service, if you're what we call an at-will employee, the employer can do that. There's, again, there's nothing preventing them from doing that. Now, just because I like to try and tell my students, just because an employer can do something doesn't mean they should uh, or they have to. And of course, in an ideal world, the employer would reimburse you, right? Um, And would say, I know we're asking you to do this for the good of the company. So we're going to try and help you out. So if the employer is saying, we really don't want you to take public transportation, because of the public health concerns, you know, maybe they could try and give you some kind of stipend to help with, I don't know, like, how are you getting there? Like, you don't have a car, you know? And then, oh my gosh, you have to park every day in New York City? Like, that is not cheap. 
However, I say that knowing that, you know, employers, all our businesses and our are in a real bind, right? They don't have extra money to start paying for people's parking in Manhattan as well. Maybe the stock exchange does. But as you said, if we start looking at other businesses, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they do. Would there be any, in this situation, and once again, we're kind of looking at this one Petri dish case and we're kind of expounding it out, but would there be places where states, municipalities could step in and say, you know, you you can't do that, or would it have to be in the form of legislation specifically banning that? They could pass legislation that would say you're prohibited from prohibiting people from taking public transportation. It has to be any government passing any kind of legislation has to have the power to do that. They have to have been given the authority to do that. So you have to look at the state constitution and the state statutes. So they could do that. Again, I hate to sort of say every country can do that. I mean, every state in the country can do this. It would really, again, it would really, I hate to give you, it depends answer, but it depends on what state you're in and whether, so I think like, could the, could the mayor of New York just announce that's prohibited? Eh, that depends on what power he has. Or would the you know local governmental body have to pass legislation? And you kind of touched on this at the beginning, but how do you think you would enforce this? What it would what would this stop somebody from taking the train to three blocks to where they're supposed to go and walk and just say, "Oh yeah, I just walked today." I, I don't. Unless you're going to have some, then you're getting into some sort of uh, GPS tracking device. Like now we're opening a whole new can of worms with regards to privacy and everything. Exactly. I don't know how, I don't know any way you could enforce it other than having some kind of cell phone tracking, right? And then before you walk in the building, the employer's going to like pull up their app to see quite how fast did you get from this block to that block, you know? And then, uh, at, right, and then you have a lot of employee privacy concerns, which other people have raised just as we talk about, you know, contact tracing, right, in this pandemic. Sort of how are we going to know who you've come in contact with? And I know other countries are doing this, but, yeah, a lot of privacy experts are, you know, dealing with that issue as well. Is this pandemic, and we've already talked, we've spent 10 minutes talking about it, but are we unveiling a whole new set of legal arguments uh, on all different fronts because of kind of the something like this that's never happened in our lifetime and everybody's kind of adjusting and learning as they go? Yes, yes. There's not only new federal legislation, right, about what employers must do and unemployment, you know, rights and small business loans and all and mortgage. And I would say pretty much every aspect of, um, what we all deal with in life, there's either new legislation or there's new issues that everyone has to sort out to decide, you know, how we're going to proceed forward. So there's a lot of work being done. Obviously, lots of, you know, law firms and public interest agencies are doing work. A lot of law schools are trying to gather resources that are publicly available just to try and give some guidance. And I think at this point, we know some of the issues, but I don't think we're going to know all of them, right, till this all starts, all starts playing out. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. 
For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you want to know how what you see or hear on the news is going to change your own life or your own routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.